off the rails, back after a long ass break. We've yeah. been doing shit, but not this. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we we basically should have just recorded the last half hour before we started recording now. So we'll see where we go. Uh, as always, that's DJ. I'm Case. We're going to rip through some shit. We were talking about Game of Thrones, and I got out of hand real yeah. quick. And DJ posed the question, what's better, a TV show or a movie? And the TV show can just do more, especially yeah. if you're on a dope network. But you can paint a huge universe and all this character development. Yes, And you, you get all these storylines that you can't get in the movie. Because in the movie, you got two, two hours, two and a half hours to paint a narrative, a picture... For, give you three acts, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and wrap that shit up in a bow. Yeah, like it, if you change a guy, a guy too much in a movie, like like for instance, Jamie Lannister. If he, a movie starts off, <laughs> two, Jamie Lannister, two hours later, he saves the day. You're gonna be like, but man, I, I don't know that guy. Was still yeah, just an hour and a half ago, yeah. he kicked a kid out of a fucking two story room and fucked his sister. Yeah, <laughs> like now I'm supposed to, this is the good guy, but yeah. Think about but that. But it worked. That story arc. But they had to... Have, that was seasons and seasons and years. That was like 2011 or something. Yeah. Right? Yep. It was... When uh, he did... When he was a piece of shit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you go to now and he's one, he's the, one of the guys you pull for. Yes. I mean, he's yeah, You one can of never your, do that in the movie. He's one of your favorites. You know what I mean? Like, he's on his way to Winterfell right now. You know? In the storyline. Like, obviously the next season... Uh, you know, hasn't come out yet, but that's how last season ended him. And then the snowflake landed on his uh, hand. I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like him with Jon Snow, with Daenerys. What? That's going to be so weird. Like, this last season is, like, I can't believe he left Cersei, you know? It's all flipped on its ear. Because if this is all shit you would have known after season one or two, you wouldn't think if someone was lying to you. There's no way that they could pull this off in a story where that's going to make sense. But here we are. Uh, the um, Game of Thrones is a magnum opus. It's it, to me, it's the best show I've ever seen. And it's me, I agree. Me, the me most too. entertaining for me. And I, 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 it's there's enough. And it's not all action. There's a ton of drama that I'm Tons. all into. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, man. The storyline and 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 not knowing and just like yeah, but you start rooting for certain people. Yep. To pull through, you know, because you start like, rooting against certain people. Like people will turn you off. Like Rob Stark turned me off. You know, I was like, fuck this dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he pulled, pulled a Paris. Basically, he did something his father would have never done, dude. Ned would have fucking kept his fucking word. Married an ugly chick and, and just took it through and did it. You know what I mean? And honor. Yeah, I he, agree. I mean, look, Ned got his head chopped off because, you know. uh Man, dude, you know it, it's crazy, like how that show is. I, it is the greatest show of all time. Uh, but there is something to be said about a movie that can do everything in two hours, and yeah, man. and it's complete you, and it's usually its own thing. Those movies jump forward in time, though. If a player, if a guy like really uh, evolves big time, like does a total yeah, the, flip, yeah, there's not much time for evolution. The dude's the dude from Act One to the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in the movie, that's kind of more what you get. Or you might have a change in, like, Godfather. You see Michael at the beginning of the yeah, movie versus Michael. Yeah, but that Michael. takes years in the storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so... Yeah, so you're right. Yeah, they would have to jump through massive years to get a character to come over like that. It happens in movies. Uh, characters do change. Um, like, I can't think of a great example of it, but... Uh, Harvey Dent. Yeah, 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 but that's different because yeah. he gets. There's a major reason that he does, yeah. but it's believable. Yeah, like you can see a dude turning bitter like that. But uh, I was going to say, um, 
Man, I had it in my mind and I forgot because of the Harvey Dent thing. I fucked with you. Yeah, it's all right. It wasn't nothing great. Well, oh, yeah, it was Rorschach. Rorschach starts off and he doesn't kill people, you know what I mean, early on. And then he goes, he has that one case where he does that flashback and he finds, uh, he's finding this missing girl he's looking for and he finds, Tracks her into the, like a pedophilia's house. Remember that part? And yeah. uh, he kills the guy's dogs and kills that dude. And that was the first time he ever killed a person. You know what I mean? And then, uh, so that's why it's so easy for him to kill people now. Yeah. You know? But they explain that. And that's, uh, that movie doesn't uh, go over years, does it? All that kind of happens in like a few weeks. That storyline. No, they do shoot. Uh, no, they, yeah, 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 you're when right. You see the comedian. You see the comedian all the way back. back the, yeah, yeah. The beginning of the superheroes, yep. and, and then you see him in Vietnam, and then you yeah, see him. you see him taking that picture together, and then uh, it shows him trying to rape that girl's mom. The the new yeah, uh, Silk Spectre. Silk Spectre. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a great movie, but man, Underrated. it's long. Yeah, oh. it is. It is. It is long. It should have been. They should have. But it's a good story as far as the story goes. And and that story they tell, it'd be hard to like find a cutoff point to p- come out with a part two. You know, comedian's a crazy character. Oh, I love the comedian. That's though. weird though, because you shouldn't. I shouldn't, but I do. Uh, I, he's I my favorite character out of all of them. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. He's a badass. Like he's easy to root for. Yeah. But then he does some despicable shit. I wish he would look like that, like the comedian as Negan. He would have been way more believable. Now, I quit watching right when that dude came into the picture. That was literally the end of it for me. Like when I've even watched episodes after he killed Glenn with the bat, but like that was like it, yeah. really. As a loyal... I, I watched a few more episodes than you. I finished out the season you didn't finish. and that, Yeah, I the one Daryl, they're tortured Daryl. We I was on episode oh, I one up, or two of the next year, and I was like, no. I ended up finishing it. That was the one where they kind of get over on Negan, and they chase him off, finally, right? I did see that uh, end of it, but still, it was so unimpressive to me and just whacked by that point. Yeah. But I, what was that original point I was trying to make? I forgot. You wish he looked like that now, the comedian. Oh, yeah, yeah. He about. was jacked as the comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, when he was Negan, I was like, he was, he was, I'm like, why is everybody scared of this dude? You know what I mean? Like, he's just another dude with a, a bat. With too long of monologues. Yeah. like He likes to hear himself talk way too much. The, the real baddest motherfuckers that would be running shit would be somebody that's a really skillful uh, killer, some kind of soldier or something that's good at killing people, and then he would, you know, run a crew probably. I mean, that's who people follow. People follow power. People don't follow... Uh, Smart mouth. That's, that's the one criticism I have of District 9, and I loved it, loved it. Just We, we were talking about District 9 That's earlier. what started this whole thing. Yeah, actually. that's what started this whole thing. But... Uh, and it, it, I had that problem in the same movie, uh, that movie Bright, too. I know you didn't see it, did you? But having, uh, in uh, District 9, that Nigerian dude is a cripple, and he's the leader of the gang. That would never happen in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a real-life ghetto, it's always the biggest, toughest dude that everybody follows. Yeah, it's like, it's Cal Drogo. Like Chappie, you're going that, to... uh, uh, hippo dude. You know what I mean? Like uh, that. Yeah. How scary was he? Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> dude was scary as hell. <laughs> now you're right though. It's 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 the whole cow droga. You're going to follow in, in those kind of societies when things are all broke. Yeah, you're following the biggest, toughest, strongest guy. Yep, that's how it's in when you go to a jail or a. Because prison. why wouldn't you just kill that cripple and take his power? Exactly. And uh, you remember the cripple guy I'm talking about? In yeah. A, yeah a District District Nine. Nine? Well, there's another dude just like him in the movie Bright. 
and he's a cholo, and he's uh, got a, basically the same kind of deal. He's got this whole hood locked down. He runs it like that Nigerian dude did, and uh, he's like the police can't even go into that you know that that hood right there and. Same kind of thing. He's like chasing them around the same way. The night. It's so similar now in my head. It's like that's the same movie. Like <laughs> that. If you'd seen it, you you know what I mean. Know what I mean. But um, he's not like a major part of it. Just like the Nigerian. It's the same way. But other than that, they're not nothing alike. But that, they do share that similarity. And I criticize that on Bright. I'm like, why would everybody be scared of this dude in this wheelchair? All these dudes with jacked and they're all buff and got guns. Like, why would they be scared of this dude? Gangsters aren't be. like a... The only time that's ever worked when a oh, dude in a wheelchair is in charge of a bunch of thugs is in the mafia, and that's because they have these crazy rules where, you know, dude's got a point yeah. in it. And if that dude was an old man in a wheelchair and he said, go kill a guy, you had to do it. But that's the I'll, only time that's ever worked. I'll tell you a time that was believable that the, the, not the toughest guy was the leader, though. City of God, Lil Z. Not the toughest as in... People can beat his ass. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. so crazy. He said, but think of that, because he's, he's a little dude. He is so crazy, though. He's undeniably the scariest dude yes. you're going to see in that entire universe. He, he might be the scariest dude I've ever seen in a movie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm and he's like, just this little dude. But he is so crazy that no matter how bad you think you are, you're going to die. You yeah, know what I mean? I will Unless, get you killed. Yeah, you better kill him if you get the chance. Like Rocket, uh, man, yeah, the, the older brother, mm -hmm. Rocket. Should have killed that little kid, dude. Even though you, you know he's a kid, he's an evil kid, an evilest kid. He, man. he kills people for fun and laughs. I mean, remember that part when he goes into that brothel and shoots. When he all gets the... his name changed, anointed by the devil. Yes, dude. That's yes. a scene. That's a scene right there. Yeah, man. Little Dice is what he first was, then he's Lil Z, and then the shit hits the fan when that happens. Like that dude is him and old dog from. Uh, um, menace to society, Lil Z yeah. and Old Dog. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a pretty strong performance too. Both of them by Lorenz Tate. Oh, he killed it, and, dude. And he, he killed it. Two movies, yeah. uh, Dead Presidents and that. Oh, you asked me. I told you he was gonna be a star, man. Yeah, those were two great movies, man. Like, yeah, he should have been probably. You know, I forget the movie he did with LL Cool J. LL Cool J was a drug dealer in Cincinnati named God. Uh, he did that after, and honestly, I never and I, saw that. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's a pretty good movie, actually. It's slept on, you know. It's, but, uh, yeah, it takes place in Cincinnati. He's like an undercover cop, Lorenz Tate is, and he gets in deep with this, as an undercover cop, gets in deep with the gang, and the gang's ran by LL. And his name's God in the movie. Huh. And this is prime buff LL, too. Like, yeah, but. He's pretty jacked in this yeah. movie. And, he's, and he, he does a good job. He's believable as a killer. You know, kill you from whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, yeah, Lorenz Tate, I thought he was going to be a way bigger star than what he was. Yeah, man. Those movies are powerful, dude. Yeah, like he's a crazy asshole in uh, uh, Menace. But he's like, Val Kilmer of that movie. Every scene he's in, he takes it from the lead. Yeah, you know he does. what I mean? Like, he, that's the, he, you can't take your eyes off of him. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he was able to do that in that movie. And then Dead Presidents is his vehicle, he's the guy. Yeah, you know, and he does he's a, great a totally job. different guy. He's very hard at Dead Presidents, but he's totally different. When he smokes Curtis down in the bottom of that basement, <laughs> whoops his ass with that pool stick in front of Kirby. Yeah. That, and think about the character development in that movie. I can name all kinds of characters. Oh, yeah, the preacher dude. Yeah. That had to carry him to head. Yeah, Joaquin Woodbine, dude. Yeah, yeah. And then you got, then you got uh, Skip. 
which is smoke, which is Smokey oh, from Friday, yeah, yeah. playing Tucker. an older version of Smokey. His name's Skippy. Yeah, but he was a heroin addict. Smokey. Yeah, by the end of it, he's all, yeah. he's all junked up. That's how he dies. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. a creepy scene right there. That movie's full of it, dude. Yeah. That movie's got some stuff in it, man. Yeah, it does. Movie, that's a good movie. That no one talks about. Yeah, great movie. Good soundtrack. The whole thing was cool, man. Even the heist at the end, they're all like painted yeah. up. Yeah. At the time, that well, was that, good. That, I don't think that would work right now. Oh, no. the town kind of worked like that. Kind if you modernize that, the, I think you the could town didn't have those ridiculous shootouts though, like the fucking yeah, yeah. girl jumping out of the dumpster. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, you can tell that's ninety six. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You didn't even realize it was hacked back then. I guess maybe that's how it is. Maybe like while it's going on and it's fresh, you don't realize it's cool. like now movies seem real as fuck to me. Like the town, like I'm like, damn, that's you believable. Can that off. Yeah, yeah, they but thought I this out. But when people were watching shit in the 70s, they thought the same thing. Like, I was just, I just seen uh, Outlaw Josie Wells earlier today, and uh, some shooting scenes that look so, they're just falling to the ground. I was like, man, this looks so hacky. And then um, you watch Terminator 1, and it's got some hacky, uh, not hacky, like corny, but like the, his makeup and stuff. Or when that, he take his eye out. Yeah, 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 so fake, man. And then. Um, yeah, yeah, but while the '90s were going on, yeah, you think that shit looks real as fuck. Terminator Two was amazing in the '90s, you know what I mean? But yeah, or even uh, the music that they play, or just the the way they do things. It's crazy what your eyes get used to. Yeah, because now we're used to the way things look on screen. Have you seen Captain Marvel yet? Uh, no, I need to watch that too. Oh, I might talk. watch that tomorrow. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool. I won't talk about any part of the movie other than the, the rendering. When you're watching that movie, you're watching Samuel L. Jackson. In the 90s. I've, I've assumed because he's got two eyes. Yeah, and he didn't just shave. the Dude, the, what they've been able to do with computer rendering. And make him look like Samuel it made Jackson. It, it made me think Robert Downey could play fucking Iron Man forever. Because it don't matter what he looks like. They can make him look like he yeah, looks right he, now. Anything that he does. I heard that argument, right? Uh, people have said <laughs> that before. Like, he's getting too old to play Iron Man. No. Kurt Russell, dude, in uh, uh, Guardians. Yeah. Like... Dude, how, I mean, he looked crazy young, you know what I mean? So I'll tell you this, just since you brought his name up. Today on Twitter, uh, a uh, personality out of Cleveland, uh, Matt Fontana, he's on the radio. He does a lot of the engineering for him. He put a poll out because today was Kurt Russell's birthday. Shout out to Kurt Russell. Happy birthday, bro. Oh, wow. Cool. They did a, so March Madness is going on, so they did a bracket to, to, uh, of all Kurt Russell movies to find out which one's the greatest. Oh, man. What would your top four seeds be? Oh, Tombstone, right off the top of the head. Big Trouble in Little China. Um, man, Death Race might go up here. I love Death Race. Um, let me think. I think it's Death Proof. Death Proof, yeah. 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 The, the car is Death Proof. On yeah. this side only. He yeah, yeah. Yes, you're Stunt right. Stuntman Mike. Yeah, man. He was, yeah. It, it just, does escape, does escape, escape from New York make it for you? Uh, I, I think that's what I was trying to run. I through. think it's I was, a great character, but was, not a good movie. Okay, I, yeah, Snake Blitzkin's cool. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. I, I'm trying to decide between that or like uh, <coughs> the thing or um, man, I'm Tango and Cash. Yeah, not definitely not that. Dude, I'll tell you one that's underrated. Go Captain ahead. Ron, bro. Yes, Captain absolutely. Ron's hilarious. That's yeah, the only good Martin Short movie. Yeah, the, I like Three Amigos, but that's Steve Martin and Chevy Chase. I can't put that on Martin Short, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Kurt Russell's the funny one in that movie, yeah. and he ain't the comedian. Yeah, exactly. He's well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, the professional comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kurt yeah. Russell, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Captain Ron's a hell of a character. 
Yeah, he I is. was all in on that. Yeah, he was cool. And I've rewatched that in, in years because that's something Brielle could see. It was yeah, something was, uh, you know. Yeah, because just goofy family comedy. Yeah. but it's still not so corny that it's like yeah, he's cool, dude. Like Full House in the '90s, man. Like I couldn't even watch it back then. I, I couldn't even. I was like, man, this show makes me want to pee. Well, I said that she watches the new one, Fuller House. Yeah, but it's probably more modernized at least. It's is it terrible? Is it? Like, it's the worst. And I it's hope worse I, than the and '90s. And I hope I offend everyone. <laughs> that likes Fuller House. I can't do it, man. I can't even stay in the room. I could, they're both terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's not. I mean, worse. I'd say the older one just because it's old, so it looks and you know all the production and shit. But just, yeah. it's the same. They go for the. It's. It is more modern. And it's a little edgier, I guess. But it's on Netflix. But it's still not good, man. Yeah, man. It just full of terrible characters. Did you see where that chick that was on that show, Lori Laughlin? She, uh, one of the female actresses. She was older, not older, but she was like in her thirties when they did the original. She's in that scam where they were like getting kids into college. Did you hear about anything about that scam, no. dude? Oh, they were bribing people to get people in college. All these like rich celebrities were helping all these parents get their kids into big universities and shit. And she was one of them. I mean, that's some it was some crazy money money laundering. Some white collar. Yeah. Shit. These people are actually gonna see time over. Oh man, those type of see people seeing time. Mm-hmm. It's rough on people like that. You know who that Dinesh D'Souza dude is? Yeah. He's like a political dude. That dude did time in prison. Could you imagine what that was like for that dork? <laughs> Must have been rough. I know, man. Must have been rough. Or you paid the right people to protect you. Yeah, I, I knew that because of that episode that Steven Crowder did with Joe Rogan when he was on his. And uh, that's what Crowder said about uh, Dinesh. He was like, I like Dinesh. Dinesh is my friend. He's like, but can you imagine him in prison? <laughs> like, and they busted out laughing for him and Rogan did, but because, you know, the thought of it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's like that movie, you know, let's go to prison, you know? Uh, today, Rogan had on two guys. I am not going to get their names right. Stefan and Gary, but I don't know what their last names are at this point. One of them, they're both like guys who preach like eating healthy and or losing weight and, made, you know, whatever, health. But one was a guy who's claimed it didn't matter what macronutrients you take, as long as it's all calories. And the other guy was the low-carb guy. Don't eat sugars and bullshit carbs, and you can eat more calories and not gain weight because you're not eating the bad shit. And they had this mind-numbing argument. So I was into it at first, and I was like, I was like I'm with this guy over here. And then they would argue, and they didn't like each other, and it was getting snarky, and Joe's like moderating it. Like, it was hilarious. And then it got to be just too much. And then afterwards, he had Ron White on, the comedian. And so I, I turned off, I listened to about an hour, and I couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they're just like wrecking the same car into yeah. each other over and over again. <laughs> so I, I ejected, and then my thing popped up. I was like, oh, another Rogan with Ron White. I clicked on, he was bitching. He's like, dude, he's like, that was so exhausting. So, you know, and Ron's like, you look tired after that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and they didn't like each other. <laughs> I was like, oof. It was a rough one, though. It was a rough joke. Yeah, yeah. Joe just had to kind of. And at get... first, it was entertaining because I'm trying to figure out who's right. And Joe's Joe will let people argue. Like he'll let yeah. them like have their side and not interrupt. I know. Them. I liked that Joe does that. So I would like to see Joe do more of that. But I don't want it to be a, no, a... on that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. Let's get some real stuff done. Yeah. Let's get Joe's like Joe just be the moderator. Yeah, man. He's a perfect guy too, man. Joe's so well spoken and well thought. Like he thinks things out. Uh, like. You know, you'll, you'll hear dumb people say stupid stuff on his podcast, and he'll be the guy that bring it, 
He'll even try to cover for that person. Will you really be like blah blah blah? Make it sound. He's like... also as a person the perfect combination of laid back, mm-hmm. intelligent, but you know he could kick your ass. Yeah. So you're not. And going you just... know he would if it went there. So like, yeah. So you know you just can't railroad him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll he, he's reasonable. But I've seen him. You're not be going to un- run his show while he's on there. I've seen him be unreasonable one time when he was I drunk. S- maybe he was drunk. He put a dude in a guillotine though, uh, a guillotine choke. Uh, for arguing with him at a uh, uh, oh, yeah, no, no. comedy club. And they were just arguing, but like that dude would have never done that to him. But Joe's like, I'm just going to choke you out. And grabs him, puts him in. A, he's like, see that? See how I did that? How easy that was to the guy? The... Yeah, he did it. Now he'd have a lot to lose. Oh, you're right, dude. I mean, not that he didn't have anything to lose there, but not what it is. Not no, even. It wouldn't have worked now. Like, he could not do that now. Like, if he did that now, yeah. And he was working for the UFC then, but... Yeah, I never even thought of that, man. Like, I never even. In the society we're in now, if that had been then, he'd have been. He probably would have made it this far in life. Imagine if that argument he had with that chick happened now too. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what? he has to know the, the standards of raised for someone of his uh, standing and money, because that dude's super paid, and people will be out to get whatever. That those uh, were the moments that made me like Joe uh, early on. Uh, that like when he argued with that chick. Uh, outside of the co- comedy Our club, she was, was she was being a bitch. He was like she came up and picked the fight with him. But I know if he, it was him on camera right now with all the Me Too stuff, just berating a woman because once he oh, snapped, buddy. dude, he fucking shredded Lady. her. Yeah, he just shredded her. But uh, now they would get him dressing down a woman like that. It, I don't think it would go well for him. No, At least it, it would. Uh, you know. It wouldn't be a huge, uh, like, she did pick the fight. That would have all been on camera. But, yeah, you know, they would have been like, he should have walked away or whatever. You know, he fucking, which I loved it. I thought it was hilarious myself. Cause I think me and you both came around and Rogan around the, around same, the same time, time because yeah. I didn't like him early on, man. Yeah, I hated him early this on. This arrogant because, dude who don't know, you know, I didn't know what he knew. But at the same time, I was just like, he's an actor. Yeah, well, he fucking, uh, the first time I ever saw him was, or heard him do a fight was at uh, Vitor and Chuck yeah, on Vitor. Uh, Sports show, right? He is just blowing Chuck the whole time, and like like Belfort hits Chuck with this straight left, and it's like bat. Like Chuck, Chell's or uh, Chuck's head goes back. Chuck takes a step back, and then he resets. And then Rogan was like, "That connected, but that did not hurt Chuck." He's you know he's like that punch didn't hurt Chuck. He's like repeated it twice. And I was thinking, dude, it snapped his head back. Like, yeah, it didn't wobbly, but... That wasn't part of the plan. No. like, like we need a couple of these Belfort straights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear like, his arm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, well, just yeah, yeah, he was, he was on his dudes. Those are his dudes, though. He was on their jock, and it came across on, on the telecast. It was big time on that So, one. Connor, today, you should see this. Uh, he was in Chicago. He's standing on a bar, and he's t- talking to people. Real animated, wearing a green shirt tucked in, with a belt buckle that has, like, the gold square that you'd see on a fucking leprechaun. Yep. And a pair of jeans and shit's all super tucked in and tight because Connor don't leave room to breathe. And he's talking... One segment was talking about he loves Rogan, but he wished he would call the story the way the fight's like he sees him and not how it's scripted. He said that. And then one day he does... Hopefully, he, one day he may be on Joe Rogan's podcast, but it works out for both of them. He's probably going to try to charge Joe's show. I know. At this point. But like, yeah. he said, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, we're, we're there. <laughs> so, so is Joe, Joe, I mean, if, I mean say what you want Joe about Joe, but at this, point, it's, at this point in his career, Joe's career, ain't nothing scripted. No. He's Joe had, don't give a fuck. He hasn't had a narrative to talk I, about I'm forever. I'm going to go as far as to say 
Joe's never. No, no, but he had preconceived notions, like you, the one you're talking about. Like he's rooting for Chuck as he's watching. Yeah, but that but was that, like the first time he ever announced that's a fight. That's so far <laughs> long back. Yeah, he calls the fight as he he's, sees the fight. I think he realized that that was unprofessional. He, he look, he got asked. He's to a do hard it. critic on himself. Yeah, so you know he's that's the thing that. here, here because he's totally different, man. He's so respectful to both guys. What happened back then is, uh, uh, he was a bit, obviously a big fan of Chuck. Favored Chuck in that fight, and um, he was—he got asked to do it. It's not like this was a passion of Joe's. He didn't want to be a collar commentator or whatever he is. Yeah, collar. He's not play by play. And he was asked to do it by Dana White, and Joe's like, "Eh, fuck it, I'll do it." You could tell early on though he didn't know what he was doing because he would do collar and and play by play. Yeah, he was—he didn't know how. He didn't have. A, he didn't settle into his niche of letting Goldie do that shit. He was just. Yeah. Full he, force Rogan. Yeah, yeah, he did. He would step in and start, and he's, yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about Because he could call the action better than Goldie as far as what he sees, but Goldie's has that professional tone. Yeah, I mean, you, you need that yin and yang throughout yeah. the broadcast. Joe didn't have that at first. He was all full both barrels, but Joe got into his groove. By 2006 and seven, was, Joe's fucking killing it. Yeah. Dude. Like, that, that was like when we came around, yeah. right around then. Him and Goldie had been working together forever. By it got that to the point, point when uh, they would kill the uh, prelims and they would go to just be Dana and Joe standing. Yeah, dude, I'd get so excited. Yeah, because that too. you know what I mean. That 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 version of Joe, like when he'd be so excited for the fight that's about dude. to happen. Yeah, man. He would paint it in the narrative what he thought was you know it was just perfect. Yeah. Like like uh, his line when Chell was fighting Anderson the second time. He's like, I won't sleep. Like that was yeah. yeah <laughs> he did the weigh in. Yeah, he says he doesn't like doing the weigh ins. Uh, I pr- it probably is. He doesn't come across if you're watching it. Yeah, though. It, looks it looks like, yeah, like he's all about when he's staring at the fighters, like he gets over Dana's shoulder yeah. to look in their eyes. Like, yeah, he seems like, like he's that. all in. I don't know. Because I've seen him be like, <laughs> you know, he makes yeah. some crazy looks, man. Like, yeah, so it, that doesn't come across if he, because he said he doesn't like it. He's like, that's one thing I, I, don't, I don't like doing. And he usually does a comedy show later that night or whatever city he's at. He does the weigh ins. Yeah. Then he does a show. Somewhere that Maybe weekend. he just don't want to work this much too at this point in his life, man. Yeah. Like, like, man, dude, Joe's a busy dude, man. Like, I couldn't imagine living his life. Couldn't. I'm not disciplined. Enough. <laughs> There's a guy like, who act like he lived like Rogan for a week. It was called a guy after listening to Joe Rogan's podcast for two days, and it's this little skit, and he's just. I eat elk meat. Like everything he did was hilarious. Yeah. Dude. Just you think about, I think about taking up archery. Like yeah, all yeah. this shit that shows into. I've been swinging kettlebells. Like, and it's all like cuts, like two second cuts here. And he's in, in just different places. And it's funny too because I never like Joe goes through stages too where he's like into shit for a while. But we've been with him through this, through the whole thing. Do you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, it doesn't seem like it's jump, jump, jump. But yeah, if like, you look back, it's like man, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, like Dwayne schooled me on Joe's podcast back in 2011. Like, you know, yeah, like there, dude, that audience has, dude, how many times that audience multiplied over from that point, you know what I mean, 2011 to now, man? Like, his podcast is so fucking huge, man. And yeah, I, I back, I was started listening to it in the mid 100s, right? You know what I mean? Right there is about when I, uh, but then I'd go back and listen to older ones too, like when you see them sitting on a couch, like with a mic. Yeah, you know what I mean? like talking to Bert, and there'd yeah. be two cameras. Bert be on one couch, yep. that you know, Joe'd have a hat backwards and a beard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how long ago it was. Yeah, yep. Yeah, man, that that show. I don't know if it's I could. This is one hundred percent true right now, but it's going to be. It's the biggest platform. 
for anyone. You want to do something? Get on Joe Rogan's podcast. Get on his yeah. like that Andrew Yang dude, the the, the politician who's going to run for president. When he got on Rogan's podcast recently, when you look at his poll numbers, they're through the roof. How else do you explain that? He went on the Breakfast Club and Joe Rogan's podcast. He connected with a lot of young people who are open because you, if you listen to Rogan's podcast, you're, you're generally not some closed-minded dude. Yeah, you're going to get someone with that's open-minded and will hear you out at least, you know. And he connected, and now he's got a crazy much bunch of poll numbers. To the point where if he runs on a libertarian, he'll probably at least get to run. You'll actually get to see this one play out. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's I've podcast. seen clips of that one. Uh, I didn't know that dude was running for president, though. I, I, I didn't know what he was. I just thought he was some dude uh, talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he said a lot of shit that made sense to a lot of people. Yeah. And there's and the people listening to Rogan's podcast are the type of people that will help push your stuff for you. They, they'll, they'll share it. They'll get it out. You know what I mean? That's, that's the online community. Yeah, that's like that's that's the the universe we're in. The people who get their information that way. Rogan's like Ted Koppel. He's like Dan Rather. He's like the best newscaster you can get. You get. I don't know. I think that's his platform now, and it is bigger than UFC. Oh, it's definitely bigger than UFC at this point. Uh, <coughs> he's that's why he doesn't even have to do it anymore. Uh, like Joe is. It's crazy that that how it happened. The podcast was him just fucking around. Yeah, him and Red Band. Red Band yeah. got him to tape some stuff and answer questions online. Yeah, like, and that's, you know, it grew into what it's grown into. Like, Joe never even saw this coming himself. Like, you know, he doesn't even acknowledge it anymore. He doesn't have to. It speaks for itself at this point. But I remember how many times during the, during the ride did he say it. Like, I, look, I can't believe what it's turned into, you know yeah, what I mean? and then you get that guy who's on the other day who told me, he's like, this is Carson. Uh-huh. You're, you're Johnny Carson right now. You're like the... And Joe didn't tell him no, because <laughs> nah. he is. Can you imagine the waiting list to get on Joe Rogan's podcast now? Oh, man, dude. Because people used to just reach out and he'd put them on. And uh-huh. now, every now and again, he still does, but there's a waiting list now. now right? Everything's you... booked out well in advance. Yeah, now, yeah. you got to get in when you get in, you know. Like, Bill Burr will do it when F uh, is for family is uh, coming back Or he has a special on Netflix. Yep. One of those be, two things those will be two when things. you see Yeah, Bill. that's about as long. That's about how many times you get Bill Burr there. Every couple two, years. Uh, about probably twice a year, I would say, Bill Burr does it. Maybe sometimes longer gaps. I don't think he ever goes a whole year without doing yeah. one. Maybe nine, ten months the be the longest. Sometimes six What's months. What's the guess? Of you? He's only had it once. He wish he'd have one again. Huh. Whoa. We could do a whole podcast on this. Uh, we have been for a few minutes, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the guest that Joe's had on that I'd like to see him have on again. Um, once. Even uh, if he'd had more than once. Someone he hadn't had on a long time that you wish would make an appearance. Um, the guys that keep popping into my mind are like Ari and... Uh, I enjoy uh, his ones with Greg Fitzsimmons, actually. I think they're pretty funny. But I don't know, like, interesting-wise. I, I <laughs> or know. whatever. For I'm me, just... like, Miss Pat's one, dude. He had her on yeah, one time. She... she was hilarious. Yeah. I was crying listening to her talk. She was hilarious, man. I don't know. Uh, it's That's hard. Uh, Duncan used to be great. Duncan ain't been on in a long time either. No. I, you're right. That is one. He, had, he used to be a staple. Absolutely. He used you to know, be a staple. Some of the best. Well, one of the earliest ones I ever listened to was uh, of, of Duncan. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, he was like, I'm going into the what if drawer. 
He's like, what if those pyramids are spaceships? And Joe was like, dude, you're going deep into that what if drawer. And I died laughing. And I was like. <laughs> yeah, I, um, information wise, Randall Carlson. That was a good one. He was yeah. all like, I mean, there's a lot of doom and gloom because you talk about asteroids coming back to smash us. Oh, like that's the same with past. Neil deGrasse sometimes when they talk about that shit. Yeah, Neil's a good one when he had him on. Um, what, as far as his uh, fighters that he's had on? Um, like Jeremy Stevens wasn't a great one. I like Jeremy Stevens. That wasn't a bad one, but uh, I love the Brian Stan episode. That's one. The Matt Sarah episode was excellent. Bisping's was real good. Yes, but for a recent one, yeah, Bisping's was. Uh, dude, good Shannon one. Briggs was hilarious for me. Yeah, Shannon. Yeah, maybe a big fan of his. Like I didn't even know who that dude Let's really go, was. Chad. I heard his name and I've seen him before, but I didn't wasn't like real familiar with him. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, it's weird. I've definitely been like Bisbing really made me look at him a lot different. Like, well, like I went from starting to be a, respect him as a fighter and stuff like that to just turning around and be like, man, Bisbing's pretty cool. You yeah. know, he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and I had started to come around because I actually heard a few clips on YouTube, but they were never like long ones. He was hilarious on there uh, talking about Belfort. That shit was hilarious when, yeah. when uh, he did that. Yeah, he's a real, he's a real like uh, affable dude. Like you, he's he's a, he's a real human. You get like qualities. Like there's people that went on there to do themselves favors as fighters too. Like for me, um, the one with um, Dominic Cruz didn't help him at all. He's still a smug dickhead. Yeah, I'll tell you a, a guy that uh, realized how stupid he or not stupid he sounded, but annoying he was was uh, Dwayne Ludwig. Dwayne Ludwig, dude. From one to two, he's like, I know, I gotta call, I gotta quit rambling. I did that the last time. Yeah. Uh, Matt Sarah did that too. He was on there twice. Matt Sarah was, and he did that shit too. Bounced all around. Uh, he yeah. said it the second time. He's like, last time I was on here, I fucking bounced all around. He's like, I gotta try to stay on topic, and he did. On um, that first week, he could not stay on topic at all. Like me earlier talking about movies. <laughs> That's what we do. I know. We're just about. We're all. We started with Game of Thrones. We're on Joe Rogan. It is what it is. Uh, with Joe, I, like his platform's huge. He could stop doing commentating right now. And if he focused full-time on that, who knows where it would go. I'm so glad he does UFC just for our yeah, sake. Yeah. But that's coming to an end. Absolutely. Man. That's coming to an end. And they don't, I mean, they do have some good broadcasters. I don't know if they have one successor in mind. I think after Joe goes, it'll just rotate. Yeah. You'll just get guys that they have so many guys positioned for it. Stan would have been a good one just to take over, period. But he had other bigger business things in mind. Yeah. He must be doing well. He ain't come back. Yeah, I mean, like, but Brian Stan ain't no dummy. He's a sharp dude, man. So, whatever he well, was, that sharp dude threw down Vanderlei. I watched that fight again the other night, man. Yeah, it's hard to believe a guy like Brian Stan would do something like that. You, you hear Mike Perry talk, you get it. Like you hear Nick Diaz talk. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that dude throwing down. You hear Brian Stan talk, and then you watch that Vanderlei fight. You know what? You know, because I don't know what Vanderlei's saying most of the time. But I assume he probably is like uh, Nick Diaz and them. Uh, you know what I mean? But I just can't. He, he appears to be the hottest of heads. No. Right? <laughs> he, let's, let's... he barely speaks English. Like, you know, his English sucks. He appears like he could be a wild card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you, well, it's hard to get a guy's personality when they're like that. Like, how much do we know about Krokop and Fedor's personalities? Not much. Not much, man. You very I mean? stoic, very yeah. buttoned down. You don't, they don't show any emotion. Yeah. But Vanderlei's full of emotion, full of anger and rage. 
But I don't know, I still don't know, like, what, like, uh, I don't know if, like, he talks shit or not because he can't speak well enough to talk shit. Um, like, Diaz and, uh, Perry and Ally Quinta, you know that cloth of dude yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. What yeah. I'll say, though, is, uh, Vanderlei talks shit with his eyes. Yes. The way he's looking at you, you already know. You're not, you're, you look at you like your food. Yeah. Um, it's a, very aggressive. Just the way he looks puts off that. Yeah. We're about to fucking get into it look. Some so, guys don't look like... Diego looks at you like that. You know what I mean? You see other fighters got there like Fedor, just stone face. You don't know if he's woke up from a nap. Yeah, you man. You don't know if he looks like he's about to go read the Sunday paper. But he's about to get in a fist fight. Then some guys... You can see it in their eyes. Yeah, Diego Sanchez. There's no mistaking what he's about to go do. Like, if you just... <laughs> no, for sure. His facial expressions, his eyes, when he's going uh, out, man, he's possessed. Robbie Lawler, before yeah. the Ben Askren fight. That look on his face, that's the last thing you want to be looking at. A guy who's looking like that determined, that focused, and looking at you like your food. Like yeah, about, dude. Like, that was, that was very intense. Yeah, Robbie's awesome, man. He's so dope. Like... By the time he retires, like, because he keeps delivering, you know what I mean? He's going to be my all-time favorite fighter, you know what I mean? Like, Well-deserved. Yeah, man. Like, he he's just, like, I definitely get way more excited for his fights than I do Vitor fights anymore. You know, now maybe when T-Tour comes back, uh, we'll <laughs> it might see. be a different story. Uh, one actually just uh, put a card out. It's this next Saturday. During the day, there's actually the 31st there, but they're ahead of us. So it'll be Saturday for us. It's got uh, Eddie Alvarez is on that card. Gary Tonin's on that card. Mighty Mouse is on that card. The card's headlined by Shinya Aoki, fighting for the lightweight title. One? Yeah. How did Mighty Mouse get over there? Is UFC contracts over? We didn't know that. He got traded yeah. for Ben Askren. That's oh, how, okay. That's yeah. how we got Ben Askren. They, tra- they traded I, contracts. I forgot about so that. So he's over. He's in their uh, flyweight tournament. They probably do got a lot of little dudes over there, so they got a tournament. And Alvarez is in the lightweight tournament, and then the lightweight titles in the line tonight with Shinya, which Eddie already has a win and a loss. Like they've they've already fought twice, Aoki and him. He huh. fought him over in Dream and lost. But, yeah, but that's pretty exciting. I mean, I don't know. I'm probably not gonna get to watch it because of the time that it's taking place. But that's interesting to see what those fighters are gonna do over there. Are they just gonna go wreck shop? What yeah. if they go get finished? What if Mighty Mouse goes over and just gets waxed? How insane yeah, would that be? That, it wouldn't be crazy either. You it's know, Matt happy. Hume can't coach him. Oh, why? Hume works for one, has a position with their front office, so he can train him. He can like like my house can train out of gym. He can't corner him. He can't train him that week. He's not train him at all that uh, week. Well, that week ain't that important. That week they're usually uh, well. We haven't seen him ever without him. Yeah, and they say he's like a he's like a human video game. Like Matt Hume calls something out, and my, it's like it's like you know what I mean. They say the same thing with Frankie and Mark Henry, like. Sometimes you, how many times you heard a corner call for something, the fighters doesn't do it? Oh, almost of the time. <laughs> Anyone that said, said that Mighty Mouse, the way it works with Matt Hume, it's like mind connection. Like he tells him to do it, it just happens. Like the second he says it, it's just like, oh, you know. Huh. Matt Hume, uh, he uh, fought Pat Militich back in the day. I guess and beat Pat Militich. Mm-hmm. Like, I he did. Like, Broke his arm or shoulder or something. Dude, I, that shit, like uh, when Robin said that to Kamal Usman about. Uh, the Ben Askren, Robbie Lawler uh, choke, you know what I mean? The uh, Bulldog. Yeah, but, uh, he was, uh, Usman was saying, yeah, he's like, that's not a real choke even. Uh, and Rogel's like, it works, man. He was like, 
it worked again. He's like, that's how Pat Militich lost the title. I was like, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what yeah. I said during the podcast, uh, what we were having it, you know, uh, and it came up, you know, right after we, on the other podcast, by the way. So if you're listening to this one, you should listen to that one. Yeah, Full Contact <laughs> Radio, part yeah, of the Pulse Podcast Network. We've never done that before. But no, a little cross-promote. Yeah, yeah, we we're should not probably allowed do that. to do it the other way. Yeah, we're, we're allowed to do it this way. But if we can promote We're actually one, talking a lot of UFC on this one. That's crazy. It just went there. Yeah, dude, it's going to. Yeah, it's going to happen sometimes. That's yeah, but I'll pull us out of it. Yeah. Um, Vontaze Perfect was released by the Bengals, signed by the Raiders. They also have Antonio Brown. Those two dudes have crazy history. Yeah, Bengals and the uh, Steelers. They and and those two yeah, in particular, because uh, they're on the same team right now. That's what I mean. Like, they've got into it. They've been against, yeah. on the field together. They, they've both been suspended for things against yeah. each other. Vontaze a few times. But he's now. dirty, man. And he's the dirtiest. Antonio's cockier in hell, so yeah. it's going to happen, man. Yeah, they're on the they're on the same team now, man. They're the Raiders. Gonna, they're going to have to work it out. Yeah. When we were talking about the hard knocks the other day, that was it yesterday or today? Today, Jesus, man, that, long day. So, uh, the Browns would be a good one. I think the Raiders might get it, though. Yeah. They're a weird team moving. Gruden's a personality. They have all these new pieces now. You know, they're going to Vegas, the storyline. Or they might want to wait till they go to Vegas. I don't know. It'd be dope if they gave it to the Browns again, just for, for selfish reasons. But they'd be a hell of a training camp. So, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather see them just redo you guys again. It sucks, man. It, it's not the NFL's fault. Um, you know, they, it, it was what it was. They didn't know this was going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, this would have been the year. This would have been the year to do it. For, for If there was ever a year, this would have been it, man. Like, you guys right now are on the brink of flipping this coin over on heads, finally. And it's six. It's uh, all about six. Six, because last year the they, they, unlocked they the really box. didn't... Uh, Focus on him too much. They, they, I mean, his number one overall pick, of course, there were some things on him. But he wasn't the leader yet. He wasn't the face. He wasn't this bright new star that he is now just after playing 13 games. Now he's looked at as the next thing, you know, if he takes the step. Of course, he has to take the step. But, yeah, for sure, man. The storylines are just him, and then you add on all the other shit. You get Cream Hunt. All that shit's crazy. Then you get Odell Beckham. You know, it's there's a lot of. It is. that Your squad right now, man, you got Odell Beckham and Jarvis. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Skip Bayless actually made a good point about uh, Jarvis and Odell Beckham. He's like, now Odell's over on a team where when he is tripping out, he's got a guy that he respects that can come over and tell him to calm down and he'll listen because they're so tight. You know, he's Jarvis is one of the, you know, if you clear, it's clear he, he respects the hell out of Jarvis. You know what I mean? They're close. And uh, Jarvis is a leader. You know what I mean? He's... And- Baker, Baker's a leader. Like he had like yeah, to his core. So between the two, and he's gonna be getting the ball. He, you know, Baker's gonna get him the ball. So well, if you look, I was uh, shout out to Jake Burns. He uh, does some. He does a little film cut up for the Browns. Man, he does a fucking fantastic job pointing stuff out. So as soon as the Odell Beckham thing happened, he went through tons of Odell Beckham footage. And the things that you look at the Odell does as good as anyone in the league. It's two routes and one's that slant. And Baker's so accurate, that slant's going to be fucking money. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something I see happening is I think Baker's going to be going downfield. That's the other thing. That's the other one. Odell's elite speed on a post is ridiculous, man. The way he breaks and he, he gets separation. Yep. Point blank, he gets separation. That's all Baker needs. You get separation. 
we will hook you up, dog. Yeah, man. Check this out. And he can go deep with that accuracy. That's, that's I, I mean, it this all hinges on six standing up. But if he yes. stands up, dude, we're going to put fucking points up, son. Yeah, man. If we don't average over 28 a game, I'm fucking super disappointed with the, what we have on the roster. With, what, with the talent you have, it's, you know, it's, man, this is the year to have the hard knocks in Cleveland, man. This is it. Yeah, this yeah. is the perfect year if you were ever going to do it, man. And, man, like, if you guys win the division and have a home playoff game, they have to do, like, a football life or something on this season. If that happens, dude, and it should, it projects that way anyway. You know what I mean? You like, think they'd admit it and put it on the end of Believe Land since ESPN does that kind of shit every now and again? Why not, man? I should, mean, right? Because it's within a three-year p- period, man. Why not, dude? Like... Like, it wasn't that long ago Stipe won the belt. You know what I mean? Like, so, and the Cavs won the title. It just, you know. Yeah, May 15th, 2016. But I I would think it would deserve a football life even. Yeah. I mean, they've done a football life on the death of the Browns, the 1995 Cleveland Browns. They've done a football life on a single play, uh, the uh, uh, the catch in uh, Steelers. The miraculous reception. Yes. The Immaculate the Reception. The Immaculate Reception, yeah. yeah. They, they've done a f- football life on one single football play, you know what Did I mean? Did I tell you about the movie I, I, was, I, I, I like in my head for that? No. All right. So I thought about it making a movie about a sports movie, but like it's like you got to be steeped. And it, for unfortunately, this would be a, from the point of view of a Steelers fan. So this kid grows up. He's a Steelers fan because his dad's a big, huge Steelers fan. And then... He finally, on his dad's deathbed, he actually was at the game videotaping, and he has proof that the dude really didn't catch the football. Yeah. He has the only videotape, and he gives it to his son, and his son actually tells people, and the word gets out, and it becomes this huge thing. You know, it's like a comedy in my mind. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because, I don't know. That's the premise of the movie, though? Yeah, yeah, in okay. my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It all sort of centers around that one play, because you never see it from the full angle. You just you see it from scoop out of the screen, but this guy has proof that he really didn't catch it. You ought to mail a letter to uh, John Madden. He might finance that, dude. He hates the immaculate reception. He yeah, might love yeah, that dude. movie. I think it'd be a good comedy. You know, he should have I mean? thought of that in the '90s when he was balling, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like he could have he could have done well with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Madden's out of the picture these days. But by the way, great premise for a movie. Yeah. That's a little bit of Steelers hate for you, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clown I would get a clown on them. Yeah. You know, their whole thing's a lie. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, the whole thing. But that's where I, that's my brain went with it. Yeah. I thought that a couple years ago, being a movie option. I'm lazy, though. I have good ideas. I don't have that's a lot of follow-through. When I usually follow things, through some things, uh, they work out for me. But I, I, I have ideas and just let them die. But, I, you know, that's a great idea. And, like... Uh, like I said, Madden would love that. Could you ever hear him talk about that play, dude? How mad he gets, dude? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, like a NFL Films did a cut, like, all these different times of him. And, like, he's getting older and older in each one. And he's saying the same shit. Like, like the, you know what I mean? They're putting a sentence <laughs> yeah. together with, like, every other it's word. five like, years apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, yeah. they just cut to the next one. And it's showing the year up in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So did you guys sign Crow today? Uh, I know you're talking to Isaiah Crowell. No, I didn't hear nothing about that, man, at all. Uh, I did not even hear we were uh, interested in him. But it was I, still further your committee. By I don't have back. the Eagles app downloaded either, uh, which used to give yeah. me all the alerts. I didn't get it from an, an official Eagles source. Someone was talking about it in the writers' room. 
for the works for NFL Spin Zone. I don't. Yeah, man, that does not excite me, man. Uh, you, Crow's you, all right, but you're still running back by committee, though. Yeah, yeah. You got your first and second down running back. I hate how these idiots to say uh, they it's Doug Peterson offense is running back by committee. No, it's that way because it has to be that way. Like if they could get if they could get their hands on a, a dope running back, they would want that. Yeah, you know what I mean, they just do what they have to do right now because they don't have a guy that can do it all. You know, like I hate that line of thought that every other or you know what I mean. Just because we've been a uh, committee. It's been by committee because we got fucking Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement. You know what I mean? They're not great players, you know. And, uh, Jay Ajayi's one-dimensional. LeGarrette Blunt was one-dimensional. It's just been that way. It, um, uh, you know, it's hard really to... I mean, there are a lot of them out there, but there aren't at the same time. Like, there are probably 12, 15 maybe that are just dope-ass running backs that, don't have to come off the field and basically can do it all. But that's it. it. There's more of them than there are uh, quarterbacks, but there still aren't as many of them as there are great receivers, right? I mean, like I could probably we could probably name like twelve really good running backs. You know what I mean? That are just could do it all. You know. They don't have to come off the field. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're. At any given time, there's at least ten in the league that are solid. Yeah, you know that rotates and it becomes different. But that you know, you know, you're going into you got a, you got a Melvin Gordon. You you got well. There's right now. There's got, seven killers, right? I mean, Zeke, Gurley, um, uh, David Johnson, Le'Veon. Um, I know I'm leaving. But there's there's got to be another killer running back. I yeah, can't Melvin think of Melvin Gordon was one man. Yeah, Melvin yeah. Gordon. Um, I want to say that Dalvin Cook is, but Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, there's six. You know what I mean? Um, Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, there's seven. Nick Chubb's probably on their he's level, not, dude. He's, he's knocking on that door. He, yeah, he's, he's definitely knocking, on, knocking that on that door, man. Um, I almost would put Alvin Kamara in there. I, I'll tell you one. Sleep on Joe Mixon. Yeah, he's pretty Jim good. Jim Mitchell's nasty, man. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, if he gets healthy. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's one I believe that yeah, can he, be that. If he gets he, healthy, he for can sure, be man. that. And then you got McCaffrey down in Carolina. Yeah, He's a threat dude. both ways. But he's absolutely. a hell of a receiving running back. Yeah, I would say if you're going to put McCaffrey in that, then I would go ahead and put uh, Alvin Kamara in it. But I do think they're a little less at running the ball between the tackles and getting those, you know what I mean? Kamara surprised you, man. That, yeah, I know. That was the first time Same I saw him, with, I thought for sure, like, no, man. He initiates contact, gets forward push. The things that you don't see little guys do, like he does those. He isn't big, and eventually his luck part run out. Someone's going to clean him. But I, he, he ran with way more force than I expected him to see. Yeah. Doesn't go down easy single tackles, like the whole thing. Like, yeah. And I watched McCaffrey live. We would have gotten beat by the Panthers if they, did, they just kept going to him. So all they had to do is keep going to him. Yeah. He was chewing us up, especially in that passing game, dude. We couldn't do shit. I'm watching missed tackle after missed tackle, and it's like, this dude is talented. Thank God they went away from him, which I didn't think they were going to because Newton's arm was bullshit. His shoulder was all fucked up. He couldn't push the ball downfield, so he was dinking and dunking in tight ends and pitching out of the backfield. McCaffrey, for some reason, in the second half, they forgot they had him or something, and that's what enabled us to win. Yeah. He's a dangerous dude, man. He scored twice in the game I was at. Yeah, man. It's... uh. I love having a running back you can throw to, man. I, I, I you know, which uh, Corey Clement you can throw to, but he, he's just not that complete back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I love having a 
a complete box that just is whatever, you know, you call whatever you want, you know what I mean? Let a, call a pass play where I got a, a pass block and I'm, I'm good to go, you know? Brian Westbrook was so dope, you know what I mean? Like a guy like that, you know, we, I used to have, McCoy was so dope for so long for us, you know, like, I just hate these guys we got right now. It makes me resent them. Because that's the only thing we really need uh, to make us an elite offense, I think, man. If we got that, that would make us an elite. It would fill all the, all the spots. All the spots, yeah, yeah. man. Everywhere yeah. is. You two dope tight ends now. Yeah, man. Like, I don't even think we're going to be able to keep both these tight ends for very long. You yeah, know, by the time you got to pay Goddard, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would say that it might be end up how, if, if Goddard is as good as he projects to be, we might be letting Zach Hurts go. Yeah, and, or trade him for something while you can still get something for him midseason one year. that's unfathomable right now, ain't it? Like, yeah, yeah you he's don't broke get, the record for reception yeah, by tight end in a season. Yeah, you don't get rid of guys but like that. he's on him. his way out because this yeah. kid's so good. Yeah. Happens though, man. But it, it happens. But sometimes you can't get emotionally too attached. No, no. I mean, because uh, you got to think all the moves have to be made for the better of the team. If they're made for the better of the team, you got to be cool with it because that's your team. Yeah, but it might happen while Zach Ertz is still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like uh, Antonio Gates is still playing for the Chargers. That's because they've never been able to get another good dude, and he's they've tried the, the Virgil Green, and yeah. then they tried. You know, the remember the Cowboys tried to do it a few times with Witt, and they went and got Martellus, Martellus Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, just didn't work it just, out. Yeah, just didn't work Gavin out. Gavin Escobar yep. didn't work out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll tell you one thing that I'm interested to see, and it's if we. So week two of Freddie Kitchens being the offensive coordinator last year. On week two, he they had a press conference. They said, "What do you want to try to do?" You know, they try to fish him for answers. He said, I'm going to bring back the wishbone. All country-like. Everybody laughed. You know what I mean? Sure enough, we came out. We had three running backs in the backfield. Diamond Press, dude, in the backfield. And it was like Dontrell Hilliard, Duke, and, and Nick Chubb. This year, conceivably, if they don't trade Duke, they could come out in that with yeah. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Duke Johnson. That would be nasty. Dude. We ran right down Phil on the Falcons. Not the Falcons, some elite defense, but they had no answer. Yeah. Because no one had ever seen it. First off, at the pro level, these dudes hadn't played against something like this since, like, Pop Warner. When they didn't throw the football, people just lined up and handed it off. Diamond formation. I'm, I'm going to see what Freddie Kitchens will be able to do with this personnel. Yeah, man. They ought to, he ought to be able to do <laughs> some shit, man. Like, I can't wait for football season, man. I cannot wait. And one thing that last year that – uh. Everybody, the the Browns fan base was torn on Jarvis. He gets paid too much money. That's like they were paying him, by the way, which yeah. is weird. It's like we have a lot of cap and we have no one to pay. Him. No right problem. now, we have no one to pay. Or those guys have to become third, fourth year players before we can even negotiate with them. By that time, them. it won't matter with that's Jarvis. What, He'll what, be... And he helped change the culture. People don't want to. Yeah. He did. He absolutely did. Yeah, he did. They didn't accept the bullshit standard after he got there. Cool. But one thing he was clutch on all year: trick plays. I mean, he threw some balls this year, and he ran yeah. some reverses, and he, yeah. he Odell the, does all those things, too. We're going to be tricky as fuck. Odell can throw bombs, too. I've watched it. Yeah. So they both can throw. Jarvis is a lefty. That always helps yeah. because you don't prepare for that. Yeah, you guys did the Philly special backwards. That's how the first – yeah, we beat the Jets. Yeah, you ran – and, uh, like, as it was happening, it was so crazy because I saw it develop, and I was like, that's a Philly special. And sure enough, by about the time I said it, he released the ball – and threw it, and it was the Philly special backwards, completely yeah. flipped. You know what I mean? And that was a great call, man. I loved it too. Uh, it worked with a touchdown or a two point. Two point. Two Baker point. caught it for two. Yeah. Baker didn't throw a touchdown that game, but he carved up the Jets. 
He did throw that one seam ball that ended on the two where Jarvis went up over the guy behind him. And, and he caught a two-point, which he is really like te- catching. And he moved the ball, man. We were getting murdered. The Jets yeah. looked like they were going to skunk us until that, right, until minute 37 of the first half. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be tricky. Oh, is that the game that uh, uh, Tyrod went out in? Yeah, okay. yeah, we were getting smoked. It yeah. was going. It was a minute, a minute 37 left to go in the first half. Six comes in. We go right down the field, get a field goal before the end of the half, just to get some momentum in the second half. You know, it was all us. Denzel Ward gets that strip. <coughs> Man, he's another young buck you guys have that's uh, shining, uh, a shiny star. Man, Denzel Ward's awesome. That's uh, I I want to see the Eagles hopefully do good in this drive. I do think we got one guy like uh, young uh, Avante Maddox. Uh, I like that kid, man. He he looks good. Not as good as Denzel Ward, but he looks like he could maybe be on that level. You know, yeah. he made a lot of plays, man, when yeah. he was in, dude. Uh, he crave on LeBlanc, fucking dude. Dude, he showed he, up every time I watched. He he, he dude, stood out too. No, nah, man, it ain't just you, dude. Uh, like he, like for real, people uh, Eagles fans. Fans are high on LeBlanc, dude. I clowned on him at first. Well, his name when you first said yeah, it, I, I felt like that skit in Key and Peele when they're just naming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds like something. Bingle like, McCrinkleberry. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. And uh, so did like like John Ritchie and them were laughing when they were saying his name. You know what I mean? They were they were laughing. They were like, "This is when the Eagles were skidding too. Like we had a terrible record. You guys signing dudes off the street yeah, to yeah. start NFL games. Yeah, and they're like they're they were saying his name, Crabion LeBlanc, and they're all dying laughing. Like, who is this dude? You know what I mean? These guys work for WIP. You know what I mean? And uh, so many times I heard that a few times this year. Like Ike Reese was like, I didn't even know who that guy was, man. He's like, you know, it was he showed up. Yeah, and he's looking like he'd be a piece for the future, dude. Yeah, you know he I mean? does. He for sure does. Like him and Maddox are two that I do feel good about. And uh, I, I like the other corner, uh, Jayla Mills, but uh, he's not fast enough. But I feel like he good could, tackler. He's a damn good tackler. Yeah. So I feel like he could be a safety man because he's good at coverage. He's uh, limited by his weak speed. So I feel like when you see him tackle, he's a damn yeah. good tackler. He's not scared. He doesn't need help. Yep. He'll so, one-on-one you. Man, can't he – like, I know it don't always work that way, but I want it to. Like, can't you be – the guy that replaces Malcolm, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because you know, that's going to have to happen soon. Well, we're yeah. winding down, bro. Felt good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We ended on man. football. Felt like home. Felt yeah. Like home. <laughs> yeah. We ended up circling back around. Oh, that'll happen more often the closer yeah, yeah. we get. I mean, I, April. I can't help it now. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, over, we're over a month away from the draft still, you know. But Yeah, felt good to be home, man. Felt good to get one of these in. All right, we're about to bounce up out of here. If uh, you want to catch us, talk some mixed martial arts. Look us up, Full Contact Radio, available anywhere kick-ass podcasts are found except for iTunes. It's the only place you can't find us. So Stitcher, Spotify, Google, even on the Pulse Podcast Network, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. We're everywhere, baby. Yeah, we're not allowed to promote this one on on that one because it's on a network. Um, But we're definitely going to promote one way or the other if we can, but... Uh, for sure, catch us on the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. This it's week important. we're a lot to talk about. This if, week, if you like MMA, definitely check it out. Yes, there's all kinds of uh, stuff to talk about right now. We yeah. were talking about it before this podcast Thank God. started. Yeah, and d- double dip. But right. we're, 
we're uh, doing one of those tomorrow, so it should be up by probably Friday. By tomorrow night. By tomorrow night, yeah. If you yeah. tomorrow night, I'll be able to do it. I got everything saved where we, need, we can transfer everything over at the theater. So. For sure, but all right. Till all right, next Jim. Time. Peace. Peace.